Welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. Uh, if you didn't know, this is the premiere podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. This is a... Sorry, the dog. Hey. Jesus. All right. Sorry, the dog is now up and up and at him, playing with the cat, trying to chase her around. Uh, we are in the midst of cooking. <laughs> the reason I'm recording so late is because I'm talking to a comedian and exact in less than 30 minutes, so I have to do this uh, very soon. And also, I'm cooking dinner. <laughs> so, so there we go. You see the little orange light? That's my convection oven. My Breville air fryer. Wait, what's it called? Breville Convection Oven Air Fryer Pro, something like that. It's the most expensive convection oven they have. No big deal. <laughs> I've had it for two years. It's very dirty. <laughs> so if you're watching the video, you can expect to see me get up in 12 minutes to do the thing I need to do with the food I need to do. I'm not going to tell you what I'm making. Uh, okay, let's get this started. This first part comes from Deadline. It's her story. Excuse me. Written by Dade Hayes, YouTube TV hits 8 million subscribers. Viewing of YouTube content via TV screens now averages 1 billion hours a day. Uh, let's start with the, the YouTube, watching stuff on YouTube on TV. Watching YouTube videos on TV has become a lot easier than it was eight years ago. And and even when YouTube started in 2005, you could, you know, obviously you can only watch it on the internet. But when these TV apps launched, I'm I'm guessing no one thought that it was going to become this big thing that would kind of almost eclipse regular television. You know, people don't subscribe to pay TV streamers anymore. You know, uh, like I mean, people st- we'll get to YouTube TV in a second. But if you look at the numbers for Hulu and for Sling and Fubo and the rest, people don't typically subscribe to them. I do because I'm bad with money. And it's interesting to to see these anyway. It's interesting to see these numbers uh, grow. I don't know why I said and for anyway. Now we have long form YouTube videos. I just watched uh, a bunch of. Uh, I don't want to say my subscriptions because they change all the time, and I just unsubscribed from two channels that were pissing me off like crazy. They're doing the whole YouTube thing. What's up, guys? <laughs> this is me. I'm reviewing this tech thing. Here's the Apple Vision Pro, and here's 12 reasons why you need it. I, I, can't, I can't deal with people who call things, who, who, who call everything content. It just pisses me off. It's ridiculous. It's not content. I also can't deal with, uh, 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 I, saw this, I saw this Apple Vision Pro review. I did not watch it. I just, but he said, uh, the thing was, what's it like watching content on Apple Vision Pro? And I just, it pissed me off so much. Those people should not be allowed to have Apple Vision Pros. Give them to me. Give me that. Give me a MetaQuest 3. The end. So it's easier to watch YouTube videos on TV. People are making longer form videos. You can see whole movies on there for free, legally. Uh, and you can watch, you know, reviews of cars on there, like I do. And tech things. And sometimes comedy things. But YouTube TV has passed 8 million subscribers. YouTube CEO Neil Mohan wrote, wrote in an annual letter about the, the state of uh, YouTube TV and YouTube as well. In 2022, YouTube TV hit the 5 million mark. 
it's it's also note noting the fact the the companies I mentioned before the excuse me the platforms I mentioned before Hulu uh, plus Live TV and Fubo. I have nine minutes until I need to, until I need to handle this food. <laughs> YouTube is uh, is really almost taking over that kind type of market share, and now with the addition of NFL Sunday Ticket, while it's more expensive than it previously was, it's it's still a, a more enticing option for somebody who wants to subscribe to watch uh, cable esque stuff without having to subscribe to cable. Subscribe. Did I say subscribe? I don't know if that's a real word. And that's it. That's really the story. It's it's grown. It's deleted. It's it's beaten its uh, rivals. Okay. Let's go on to this next bit. Is Apple's big spending on extensive expensive flops sustainable? This comes from Rebecca Rubin. Argyle was $200 million. If you don't know that movie, it's the one starring Brian Cranston, uh, the gorgeous, beautiful, uh, sexy Bryce Dallas Howard, and uh, Henry Cavill and, uh, and some other um, actors. And it's directed by Matthew Vaughn, who's a terrific director. I love the Kingsman series. As well as the first uh, X-Men uh, First Class, the the... The prequel to the X-Men movies. It's a great movie. Days of Future Past is fantastic. The last good superhero movie. (laughs) It bombed Argyle. $18 million it earned domestically. $35 million globally. It's It's Apple's third consecutive release with a giant budget that did not turn a profit. Matthew Vaughn wants to turn the action comedy series into a trilogy. If you don't know what Argyle is, it's about uh, a cat, a, wo- a woman who who is a writer, and she's writing books, and I guess the cat has something to do with it. Or the cat's name is Argyle, and they're and, and the whatever she's writing is turning real. I don't know. Killers of the Flower Moon earned 156 million globally, and Napoleon only earned 219 million globally. If those last two movies are Oscar-worthy things, um, and they they did not really uh, do well for their 200 million dollar price tags. I mean, Napoleon kind of just basically broke even, and Killers of the Flower Moon it, uh, is at 156, obviously. But I think if you look at these movies in terms of what they're for Napoleon and Killers of the Flower Moon were meant to bring an an Oscar movie isn't going to be a billion dollar movie. Let's not compare it to Barbie or a Star Wars that's nominated for an Oscar. That's truly the definition of apples to oranges. It doesn't it doesn't mean much cuz th- those movies are meant to garner award attention for the people behind it, for Apple, for Leo, for uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, Ridley Scott, Martin Scorsese, De Niro, Lily. I don't know who. Oh, Vanessa Kirby? Is she in Napoleon? I think. I don't know. Oh, the beautiful Vanessa Curry. Curry. Kirby. Excuse me. I mean, Vanessa Curry because she's so hot. <laughs> it's Okay. And most important, and again, most importantly, when people see these things, when see people see these movies, hey, now I can watch Killers of the Flower Moon at home. I saw it in theaters. I support theaters. 
uh and and uh uh and but now you can watch it at home and where you can watch it it's an apple tv plus movie there you go Rebecca writes, but Apple has a different business model. So were those results good for streaming back tent poles or terrible for mega budgeted films with renowned directors and notable stars? And I just answered that question. Flander good. Look at the last kind of movies that were in the same vein. Ridley Scott's The Last Duel was, I think, one of the one of the biggest losses he's had in his entire career. It had an epic cast, epic told epic story. It was meant to be this bigger thing, and it cost a hundred million dollars. It only grossed thirty three million globally, and it became a huge joke. I remember um, at, a, at some award show, I don't remember which one, uh, people making jokes about the last duel, or one person making jokes about last duel. There are more movies coming from Apple that are gonna that cost upwards of one hundred to two hundred million. Some star, I call, uh, one starring uh, Scarlett Johansson and Channing Tatum. It's a comedy. It's a space race comedy set in the 1960s. And when I think comedy, I think Scarlett Johansson and Channing Tatum. 22 Jump Street was fine. I liked that. I liked the movie a lot. The first one and the second one. Wolves, a psychological thriller with George Clooney and Brad Pitt. And Brad Pitt's Formula One feature from Top Gun Maverick filmmaker Joseph Kaczynski. We don't know the subscriber base of Apple TV Plus. We can assume it's not the biggest. Again, they uh, dedicated $1 billion for um, shows and movies for that platform. They can afford these kinds of losses. Analysts point out that Apple is new to the theatrical business, having only released three major movies to date. Some believe the company's massive market cap gives it the financial flexibility, as I just stated, uh, to keep figuring out the model that works best. However, like any publicly traded company, Apple is beholden to the shareholders and has to justify how it allocates its capital. At some point, they will try... I think Apple is trying to maneuver a lot like Netflix when it comes to these movies. They... Uh, well, you know, it, it's 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 a two-hander. They're, they're trying to maneuver like Netflix and, and operate in the same vein that... Netflix puts out they're aiming for those prestige shows and movies. And then on the other hand, they're also trying to run um this business that's not putting out too much because they want to be able to if you go to Apple TV Plus, not not they're not updating on a weekly basis, well, I mean on a on a daily basis like the way Netflix is. And 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 it and it, to me it appears as if they are definitely not throwing as much paint at the wall and trying to see what sticks like Netflix does, and they want to they want to they want the rewards they want the attention. Look at the Apple Vision Pro that took years to develop and come out. Where the Apple Car is going to come out and or at least getting unveiled in twenty twenty six at some point twenty twenty seven. They 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 just uh, rumors of the uh, folding Apple prototype. Uh, are out, you know, just like uh, Samsung has just puts out its folding phones. It's on generation five now for a couple of them. So it's uh, they they operate differently. They don't have they don't they can they can have this flexibility to be both conservative with what they put out, but also uh, liberal with what they 
with how they spend the money. I mean, I, I think what Apple's doing is good. I don't know if they can keep funding it the way they are with a billion dollars, but if they, if, they remember, if they remain steadfast with how they're releasing things, I mean, they, got, they, have a, a peanuts, they have Peanuts movies starring Franklin coming out. <laughs> one, one movie <laughs> coming out next week. It'll be, fun. It'll be fun to see what they do with the only, the only colored character. All right, let's take a break. And when I come back, we're going to discuss the big story about sports and sports streaming. We'll be back. Here we go. And we're back to the show. Welcome back to the Constitutionals podcast. I just, I just quoted. This is so stupid. Uh, I just quoted. Um, sorry, I was just checking to see if the convection of it was gone or something. I just quoted. Uh, um, a, 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 I think you should leave sketch to, to the cat. Uh, she's, she's been sitting on the. You know, cats. They choose things to sit on. They, their next, their next favorite thing is. Is uh, what they you know whatever they choose to do. Anyway, uh, and uh, the cat uh, has been sitting on the the desk chair for the past two days, and <laughs> I just walked over and just went, "I'm doing something." If you know that sketch, the sketches, I think you should leave when he was buying uh, the fast food and he's trying to get fifty five burgers, fifty five fries, fifty five shakes. It's a great it's a great sketch. Go watch it. And I'm glad I wasted time. I have no time to go to talk about this stuff. Because uh, I gotta go uh, do this interview. All right, the next big story is Disney, Fox, and Warner Brothers Discovery are teaming up for a brand new streaming venture with sports. I started the wrong story at the wrong time. <laughs> it's fine because it's, they'll all bleed to bleed together. This comes from the Hollywood Reporter, written by Alex Weprin. In major team-up, Disney, Warners, and Fox plan sports streaming platform combining coverage. The new service, which will have its own management team, will offer streams of channels, including ESPN, FS1, ABC, Fox, TNT, and TBS. We are in the midst of leaving cable while simultaneously staying in the cable world. It has been so frustrating if you are a sports fan to find ways to watch NHL games, NBA games, NFL games, soccer, cricket, whatever, to watch, or even your local teams, as it, as is the case here uh, in Atlanta on YouTube TV. You can barely watch a Hawks game. Uh, and it is, it is now the decision of these companies to come together because sports rights are so expensive – Billions of dollars just to watch golf, to have exclusively have golf on NBC and the Golf Network, uh, and, and as well as uh, CBS. Um, it is just it, and and it's so expensive. So why not come together and kind of 
split the bills. Now, here's the thing, and I will get into exactly exact the exact part of it. I don't know what that was. Exact the moon though is what I was trying to go for. Um, <laughs> no, 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 these accents. But there's uh, uh, sometimes the cat is doing things, and I just have to look and see what's going on, <laughs> or the dog. But he's laying down. He's been peeing in this crate for the past couple of days, and it's been pissing me off. Sorry. <laughs> When Hulu began as the first streaming service when it was free and it was ad-supported and Fox, CBS, ABC, NBC, you could just sit down and watch the episode from The, the Simpsons you missed last night. Oh, man, you watch it the next day, 24 hours. Some, it was basically at 6 a.m. everything uploaded. I missed those days. And then Disney became part owner. NBC left. Uh, Fox, uh, Fox is still there, excuse me. Uh, CBS left, and this is kind of where that same thing is. The untitled streaming platform, which is launching in the fall, will offer live linear channels like ESPN, ABC, Fox, TNT, and TBS, and games and other sports rights from all three media giants on a non-exclusive basis, meaning they will be able to launch their own offerings. That means, here's another story, Disney announces ESPN standalone product timeline coming from Dade Hayes. This was announced the day after. The day after this whole big thing about these uh, companies coming together and doing their own streaming thing. That means you're going to be able to subscribe to ESPN. It's going to launch in fall 2025 uh, or even possibly as soon as late August of that year. But that means you're going to be able to subscribe to just ESPN if that's the stuff that you want. I don't understand why ESPN Plus they can't they can't just take that platform and and launch on launch ESPN's streaming on that. Uh, it, it it appears as though it's it's going to be. I mean, obviously, it's going to be its own app, but it appears as though. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't place what this is. I don't know. I don't know. My my theory is that. They just want more money, and they're going to charge like twenty dollars. Which, when we get back to the uh, to the other thing, it's going to be its whole thing. Um, it's uh, Bob Iger, the CEO of uh, what you may call it, uh, Disney, said it's a different product. He said to CNBC in an interview, uh, describing it as quote the sports lovers' delight. The new service, he continued, will have many more features and provide more immersive ser- experience for the sports fan. Uh, than that of the joint venture bundled offering, which I can only assume means, hey, Stephen A. Smith's podcast that he has on YouTube will be available there. Pat McAfee will be available on ESPN, you know, uncensored or whatever. The JV bundle, uh, the joint venture bundle, is really a channel bundle, Iger said, whereas the ESPN service will be very user-friendly because it's more app-based. All right, now back to this uh, regular story. Back to your regularly scheduled story. The service will be available directly to consumers of the joint venture is what they're talking about, but will also be available as a bundle with WB's Max, ESPN Plus, Disney's ESPN Plus, and Hulu. Pricing is still to be determined, but it is expected to launch in the fall uh, in time for NFL season. My guess, my guess for a deal that's going to, that if you want to have the bundle, I'm, I'm guessing the standalone product itself by itself will be, over 20 to $30. My guess for the bundle that's going to include this with this rights deal, NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, college football, 
NCAA March Madness, the FIFA World Cup, three of the four Grand Slam tennis events, the UFC, Formula One, and NASCAR. My guess is that this bundle will be at least minimum $40 to $50. A source said that the new venture, while a major step forward, is not expected to impact ESPN's, you know, whatever flagship thing. This is also the first time that Fox's live sports are available in streaming offerings. Right now, in order to access Fox's NFL, MLB, or college sports rights, you have to subscribe to uh, YouTube TV or cable TV. It's very con- it's very confusing for some for people who aren't really as attuned to even the sports stuff. This comes from the Wall Street Journal, written by Joe Flint and Isabella. Simonetti. Ooh. Love me Italian. Uh, sports is the reason why people still sign up for cable. There are risks of the tie-up, as uh, the Wall Street Journal writes, the people in Wall Street Journal writes. Disney knows well, as well as any of the perils of a joint venture in media. They're still trying to buy out Comcast from Hulu. And it's taken a long time. The new service won't include Paramount Global, CBS, or Comcast, NBC Universal, which is still a huge miss. If you're still you're still missing a bunch of soccer things uh, from over there, and, and uh, Netflix is uh, WWE stuff. But you, I'm, I'm guessing with the TBS and TNT stuff, you're still going to be able to get, um, and I assume USA, uh, um, AEW. They'll have some some type of thing. I I didn't mention that list of eleven things, but it'll happen. A chief executive for the venture is expected to be named in the coming weeks. People with, uh, familiar with the matter said, well, no price tag has been set. It is expected to be significantly lower than the typical cable bundle, which often can run north of $100 a month. I mean, but we're, we're, we're going to be uh, adding things in from all of these companies. I mean, and then also not to mention the Bleacher Report uh, sports section on the Max app that was just pushed back. It was supposed to launch at the top of 2024, but that was just pushed back. And, uh, and I think in November, they pushed November, or December, and you're supposed to pay what $7 for, for that to access that stuff. But they just pushed it back because they, the technology, they said the technology wasn't there. Um, I don't, I don't, I, you know, as a, as the person who, um, whose contract was uh, canceled over at CNN, I didn't have the inside scoop before I left. So now you're going to, uh, I mean, and then I'm I'm forgetting about Apple TV plus, which has its own MLS stuff. And then there's the, uh, the, the, the new games, new games, the NFL games, the Thursday night football on um, Amazon prime. They just got the they got an exclusive playoff game next year. That that was just announced today as well. There's big risks. And everybody knows. Why am I signed out? Aren't I on isn't this the same? Okay, never mind. There are big risks for the companies coming together besides the Hulu thing and the new service. Some experts say expect the NBA to command three times 
its last deal, which would mean a deal of about $78 billion over a decade, uh, which would come from ESPN and Warner Bros. Discovery, which airs its NBA games on TNT. Dynamite! (laughs) I'm so sorry. That was a waste of your time. There's an annual decline of pay TV. About 7% says uh, Moffat Nathanson, which is the uh, the analysts. Big story analyst. Compared to under 2% with a few years ago. About 55 million U.S. households still pay for traditional television, down from a peak of about 100 million a decade ago. All right, what's this last thing we have here? This comes. Uh, this last part comes from The Athletic, written by Andrew McFarland. Why am I talking like this? Oh, Andrew uh, suggests that it'll be around 40 to $50 too. With uh, not the bundle, but like that, uh, the joint venture itself. Well, I said 30. I said upwards of 30. How much, I, I wonder how much this is really going to be worth it in the end. Because with, with all of these, with all of these, uh, 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 how are they going to split revenue? Because we know someone's going to get a bigger head than the other ones. Uh, Fox doesn't really have a, a pivot point, a, like a control point for themselves. They, I mean, they're, they're the runt of the litter. Compared to ESPN and even, I think, compared to uh, TNT and TBS, which is Warner's. Will the, is this going to be fair for the consumer? Is this going to be good for the, 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 the one company that you have to be completely worried about? Not worried about, but if you are somebody who uses them. But Fubo. Fubo is, Fubo is the, the company that needs to be looking over his shoulder because... That is the place where that is YouTube TV, but for sports. That's the place where you can get uh, a, a a Spanish sports league channel alongside TBS and TNT and ESPN. They're calling it a sports skinny bundle, and it is. It is a skinny bundle. It is. It, is, it does offer just a, a niche set of, of of channels and items. But now they're this is they're, they're coming up against we I talked about Apple early in the episode and how much money they have and how much they can afford to spend and Amazon and now Netflix as well. Do they think they can really go toe to toe with these companies that, even though that they're reeling back the show production and movie production, uh, and in Apple's case there there are there have been flops uh, in recent memory. Do they really think that? They can go toe to toe with companies like that. On the other, uh, on the other side of that coin, the other side of that pillow because it's cooler. Do do do? Uh, will somebody who watches sports, whose main thing that they watch, are football, basketball, hockey, soccer, tennis, golf? Is that person going? like truly, truly, truly uh, 
going to be missing out if they don't subscribe to Netflix or Amazon or Apple. That person, you know, probably I'm not judging if the if the if somebody who all their when I was in college, sometimes I would go to a friend's you know dorm, and the only thing on television would be the seventh hour of Sports Center. <laughs> and and I mean I I mean and that person, you know, their favorite show is Stranger Things, <laughs> which is not to say. <laughs> I'm not saying that's a real person, but that's not to say anything, but they'll probably only watch the big splashy stuff. They'll watch the Reacher. They'll watch the, uh, the, the hot new movie on Netflix. Cause it just says new movie. What I'm getting at is that will that person either a not spend their money or B not spend their money on Netflix, Amazon, or Apple video streaming and just go straight for the, uh, watching the sports thing only or B uh, just, you know, get one of those, get most likely Netflix and Amazon for, for the delivery stuff. And then they have free Apple TV because they got a new set of headphones or something. Are they going to continue to watch those other streamers because of this new sports gaming bundle is going to be available? I, I I think the idea is a very fine idea, but I was a part of the of the original Hulu. I loved I loved how it was free and you could you could watch everything. And then when when CBS launched Paramount, uh, excuse me, CBS All Access, when Paramount launched CBS All Access, I was devastated because you <laughs> you lose things. I was devastated. And then when NBC, when Comcast took off all their show, not take, they didn't take off the old stuff, but when they took off all the new premiering things and, and put them on uh, 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 Peacock, you know, you'll, you'll lose out. Is this going to be sustainable? Are people going to want to continue spending stuff on subscriptions, spending money on subscriptions? No. I don't want to subscribe to this sports thing. Also, because I have YouTube TV. <laughs> I'm already spending uh, ha- uh, half of 70. I was going to, I didn't want to say <laughs> how much it costs. And I didn't want to say uh, that I'm splitting it with somebody. Me and my, me and one of my best friends were splitting it. And she, and she lives uh, in the suburbs and I live down here in the city and we don't abuse it. No one else has our logins because we're the, we both pay $36 a month. Oven's done. And that's it for us. You know, that's it. We, we pay that money. And Google doesn't, Google's not like, you got, you can't stream. Right now, knock on wood. <laughs> oh, God. But she's, a, she's in the family. She's in the family. I put, I put her in a family plan. She's like a sister to me. All right, listen, I got to go. Uh, if you like what you heard here, head to the website, cpluscomedy.com, where you can see me talk to your favorite people in television after this podcast. I will be talking to, not, hold on, wait a minute. The one, the one, the thing that's after this, that's for later in March. The thing, I got a big March. March is going to be freaking huge. The next interview after this is the cast of Resident Alien on Sci-Fi. You heard that right. <laughs> the cast of Resident Alien. I got good. I got a good uh, eight plus eight plus eight. What's eight times three? Twenty-four. I got a good twenty-four minute interview <laughs> with about 
five of them. It's fantastic. It is so loose. <laughs> the loosest interviews in the world. Um, and uh, you want to watch a video version of that, go to youtube.com slash people's comedy where you can watch a video version of this podcast as well as video versions of the other podcasts, LinkedIn Logs, which is the job podcast, and um, uh, uh, the uh, Late Night Lately, which is the late night show podcast. I don't think there will be an episode of that this week because I could not find a story to talk about. And uh, you can follow us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at C Plus Comedy. Me at Chad Black White. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends about the show. It's pretty good. I think so. As well as C Plus Comedy of the whole. Share it. Do it. Eat it. Live it. Okay. I'm going to hang up now. Bye.